0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. I am James Hicks from Hicks New Media, and welcome to Perspectives and Focus. Today, we will be continuing our conversation focused on the concept of driving positive change through science, medicine, and technology. Inzolytics is doing just that, and I want to highlight some of their progress today and all the activity towards their goals. Now, I know there has been a lot of activity, conversation in the news about the industry and about this company and their efforts. In today's discussion, we're going to stay focused and locked in on the science and the promise of what is and what can be from this company's overall efforts. Now, before we even begin, I must pause, give sincere recognition to the avid, attentive and passionate community. So shout out to all you in the Twitter world and on the, in the Discord room. I'm rocking our gear today, right? As you're aware as well, I crowdsourced some of the questions for today, and you will see that the majority of the questions, especially the highest rated questions or the highest um, uh, picked out ones from the community, we are actually going to either indirectly or directly answer those questions today. So be 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 aware that everything that you position to me is actually going to be addressed in today's conversation. Now, please... Welcome, the Chief Executive Officer of Enzolytics, Mr. Charles Katropia, and the Chief Operations Officer and VP of Research and Development and AI Platforms at Enzolytics, Dr. Gaurav Chandra. Gentlemen, how you doing?
1: Yes, thank you, James. We're doing fine. Fantastic. That was a lot. To to, that was a lot to, to talk.
0: Talk there. I, I I need a cup of coffee already, but right. I want. I wanted to make sure I I, I set the stage. Got the premise right and, and made sure that folks you know, expectations were set properly for for the conversation yeah. that we're going to have. So, uh, first of all, Doctor Chandra, are you, are you still in uh, South Africa?
2: Yeah, that's right. I'm still in South Africa.
0: Fantastic, fantastic, and Mr. Gato, you are not too far. Yeah, you're, you're you're in Texas and, and enjoying your yes. day there as well.
1: Right. Nice. I'm in the Dallas, Texas area. Awesome. Sure am.
0: awesome. Let's go ahead and get focused, you guys. Uh, I want to get into the questions, get into the dialogue, get into the into the discussion. Uh, again, we, we've got a handful of questions that we want to talk about. I want to be cognizant of your incredibly valuable time. So, Mr. Katropia, let me start with you. You know, as sure. CEO, you, you, you've got to be happy, right, with the tremendous progress that the company has made over the last six months. What are your thoughts on on the journey thus far, let me stop there. What are, what are your thoughts on the, on the journey thus far?
1: Well, it's been a continuation of a journey that began many, many years ago, and we're very, very pleased with what's happening now. We've uh, just expanded the laboratory at, on the Texas A&M campus, uh, the Institute for Preclinical Studies. We're doing tremendous development there on monoclonal antibodies. The work with regard to our second therapeutic, which is a peptide that treats HIV, is also being progressed uh, toward clinical trials in Europe beginning in the next couple of months. So we made great progress, uh, and it's just been phenomenal of what we've been able to do so far. We've got a lot ahead of us. Uh, you just keep going and building on what we've already established.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Sir, you, you've got a really strong proponent for an HIV cure. Why, why do you think it is so important to focus on, on HIV?
1: Well, you know, years ago we began focusing on HIV, which is indeed a primary focus. And the reason certainly is because of the dire pandemic. It's a 40-year pandemic. Uh, And from that development of monoclonal antibodies against HIV, we're now able to produce monoclonal antibodies against numerous diseases, including the coronavirus. So HIV was the the starting point. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have produced HIV monoclonal antibodies, been tested, in vitro mean laboratory testing, where it showed to be 100% effective against 95% of the uh, of the isolates that it was tested against. So we have that foundation. We have the capability, the lab, to produce that HIV antibody and multiple other HIV antibodies. Then from that with the knowledge that we've got, and now the pandemic for the coronavirus, we're producing antibodies against the coronavirus. So you might ask, why are you looking at monoclonal antibodies? Well, the body produces naturally millions of antibodies to attempt to protect the human body against every virus, every bacteria. When you get the flu, your body produces antibodies. What could be better than producing a fully human antibody that is specific to a particular virus? Now, you have to remember when the body produces antibodies, sometimes it succeeds and sometimes it does not. For example, for HIV patients, 2% are called long-term non-progressors and they have the antibody that is successful. That leaves 98% who do not have the antibody that they absolutely need. What about the coronavirus? Some people become very ill. Some people even pass away, but they all begin to make antibodies against the virus. So mm-hmm. multiple antibodies are a tremendous approach and we have a platform to do it for all, all diseases, we have a list of 20 on our website. Now compare that to antiretrovirals, which are now used to treat HIV, they're chemotherapy. They're not antibodies. And they've been around now for 35 years, and they have not cured the virus. They are tremendously impactful on the human body, the, the kidney, the liver, the uh, the bone uh, density and they're very expensive, 30, $45,000 a year for Victoria, a new one that just was was put on the market by uh, by Gilead. So monocle antibodies should be a focus. Hey, monocle antibodies uh, and now I can ramble on. The <laughs> NIH, has tried to produce anti-HIV monoclonal antibodies and they failed. Mm. VRCO1, VRCO2, and why did they fail? After years of study, they said virus escape. What we'll discuss today is what you do to avoid virus escape. And we also have in the last two weeks, uh, Eli Lilly and AstraZeneca, Produce monoclonal antibodies against the coronavirus. In the last two weeks, they reported that they have taken them off the market because they are not effective. we can discuss today why ours are different and why that's important. So we started with HIV, and now we're into all viruses because monoclonal antibodies can produce be produced against. Them.
0: Appreciate that, and and really that background in that context, right, is again, what, what we're, we as the community, as as the audience are really looking to hear. So to hear it from your perspective is incredibly valuable, sir. Uh, you know, I, I got a question though, you know, you, you've you been an IP attorney for about 40 years. Tell us a little yeah. bit about the IP port. I, I just dated you a little bit there, didn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Tell us you a did, little bit about the, the IP true. portfolio though for, <laughs> for analytics.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. Well, Uh, Of course, IP is important. That's been my profession for 40 years. Actually, it's more than 40 years now. I don't want to admit that. But that is incredible. We have a portfolio of steps that lends itself to patent protection. And those steps are, I call it uh, the one, two, three steps. First, uh, we know, as I mentioned, that the NIH tried to produce monoclonal antibodies against HIV, they were called VRCO1 and VRCO2, and they weren't effective. We have a platform to avoid virus escape, which is the failing of those monoclonal antibodies. And that is, and Dr. Chandra can get into detail on this, using artificial intelligence to identify the site On viruses that do not mutate. Mm. In other words, when a virus changes over thousands of different repetitions in the body, you can take that information and you can identify where on the virus it doesn't mutate. Then you can produce a monoclonal antibody and then you can test it and then you can deploy it. Where do patents come in? When you identify the site, and we filed applications already on the conserved sites for HIV, the conserved sites for the coronavirus, we can file patent applications on the conserved sites of the 20 viruses we have listed, HTLV, yeah. influenza, Ebola, et cetera, et cetera. Also, when you produce the monoclonal antibody, you have the sequence of that. And you patent that. So patenting uh, is extremely significant. Right, You're covering <laughs> the thing that works and you're identifying why other things have not worked. And I'll point out that uh, Eli Lilly and AstraZeneca just in the last two weeks uh, announced <laughs> that their anti-coronavirus monoclonal antibodies failed. And so if, if our patents cover ones that are successful, and, and here's one other thing that I have to mention. All the, all the, the experts, medical, the NIH experts have said, to, to attack HIV and to attack these viruses, you need multiple broadly neutralizing antibodies. Mm. What does that mean, broadly neutralizing? That means neutralizing at a site that it's always there. And we know that the NIH has produced medical antibodies that did not succeed. AstraZeneca and Eli Lilly just announced that theirs failed. So you have to do it right. Mm. Patent you, mm-hmm. Then once you once you design the Wright Brothers airplane that flies, you <laughs> patent it. <laughs> when, you, when you design the light bulb that Edison designed, you patent it. And that's what we're doing. We filed uh, several applications already. Now, one of our other therapeutics, uh, the ITV1, it is the subject of an issued patent. So patenting is important. And it's it, the, the, the success is more important. Mm-hmm. But being a small company, you want to protect what you have. And then you can deploy it. With the help of others across the full spectrum,
0: makes sense. Makes sense. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. And and again, more more context for again the community for for the audience and for the folks that are listening and watching because really want to understand the umbrella organization and and foundation and, and what you're driving for. Doctor we're not gonna, we're not going to leave you out, sir. We got question. <laughs> did, did you want to tailor? So of...
2: Yeah, I want to add to what Charles has said as to why we are focusing why HIV right now. Actually, it's been 40 years. And we still don't have a vaccine for uh, for HIV. It's been forty years, and we are charging forty five thousand dollars a year for a medicine. So, in in that scenario, imagine how many people with HIV do not have access to antiretrovirals. Now, now translate that in the context of COVID during the pandemic. Now. There, there are case reports where they have reported in South Africa, a lady who has not received antiretrovirals, she develops COVID-19. In a matter of six months, she has 42, sorry, correction, 32 mutations in COVID-19. 19 of them are in the spike protein. Now extrapolate this data into for 18 million HIV patients, who do not have access to antiretrovirals? What that does is it actually extrapolates. It actually creates a situation. Uh, what we actually are terming this as a, a syndemic. So COVID is not seen as just a pandemic, but a syndemic where HIV and COVID are working together and making things worse, and 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 actually making the outcomes worse for both COVID and HIV. That is why we are very focused on on HIV and COVID. The solution for COVID is not just for COVID, but we should also look at HIV therapy and vaccine to finding a solution to COVID-19. So that's what I wanted to add to what Charles has said. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, you can go ahead with
0: your question. No worries, sir. Appreciate you that. So let, let's talk a little bit about clinical products. And for, for you, mm-hmm. doctor, you know, where, where is Enzolytics with your R&D of, of your clinical products? <laughs> actually, thank you so much. That is a really
2: good question. We are very excited about the potential of our clinical products. Uh, so as Charles has mentioned, we actually have two platforms, and we have an, uh, an immunomodulator called the ITV-1. It is a peptide that is, uh, modulates the immune system. It is an immunotherapy and not a chemotherapy. Uh, this is from Dr. Harry Zomeloff and we are very grateful for the kind of work that he has done and committed to for about 30 years. And we've had clinical trials in the past where we've dem- demonstrated an 80% drop in the viral load and a significant increase in immune cells. So, uh, and now we have entered into an agreement with a company called IMPL in a 50-50 venture uh, between Enzolytics and that Bulgarian company. And as part of that agreement, we are going to be producing the the, the peptide uh, and they will be conducting the clinical trials uh, and then marketing, distributing uh, in Europe. So that's where we are with that, the peptide. Uh, we anticipate that the production of this peptide will be done by October and the clinical trials will take uh, another six months. So uh, again, as we have said before, is we are actually, be we will be ready to, uh, to enter the European market uh, by next year. And as we enter the European markets, we will have access to US markets also. There is tremendous interest in this pept- in this immune modulator uh, because it, it works in combination with other antiretrovirals. We've actually uh, talked to a couple of uh, large pharmaceutical companies. There's an interest in, in collaborating with this peptide in mind. And we hope to have a partner by the first quarter of 2022 for the peptide. Uh, and the other thing that we have is we have two other platforms. We have an AI platform uh, that complements our monoclonal antibody development program. So as far as the AI is concerned, uh, we'll talk about this in detail, but briefly, we have used an extensive AI analysis to identify conserves immutable targets for HIV, COVID-19, HTLV-1, influenza A, B, and we have just recently completed uh, uh, an analysis of conserved sequences for koala retrovirus as well. And going forward, we have other uh, infectious diseases, a total of 20 infectious diseases uh, that we will be uh, uh, using our AI for identifying the conserved sequences for. Uh, So that's for the AI analysis. And then from the AI analysis, We've identified immutable sites for HIV and COVID-19. Now, talking about the HIV program that we have, Charles has mentioned uh, briefly about it, but uh, uh, just elaborating on that further, we have developed a monoclonal antibody that targets uh, uh, an immutable uh, site. What that means is the virus will not escape. It is a complete cure. And we've demonstrated this with our studies. We've demonstrated the neutralizing capability of this antibody. We've seen uh, a neutralization potential of IC90 of 0.005 micrograms per ml, which is a very high parameter for neutralizing capability. We actually have compared this antibody with the other monoclonal antibodies uh, that have been developed, and we found that our product, is uh, 20 to 50 times superior uh, in its neutralizing capability uh, to the existing monoclonal antibodies. Uh, The other thing that is very significant is these antibodies, uh, the concept that we are saying is because they target immutable sites, we are looking at a universal, uh, durable, and a broadly neutralizing antibody development. So... That means is they will target everything over a period of time. The viruses can change, but the the, the activity of this antibody will not change. So that's the second uh, thing that we have for the HIV program. And then we have the COVID antibody program. This is something that we are very excited about because our AI analysis program has uh, sort of the platform has actually discovered these 19 conserved sequences for COVID-19 in a matter of three to four months. And what is very interesting is these sequences are conserved in the S1 and the S2, which is the spike proteins. These are the targets for the vaccines uh, that are being used today, Uh, very significantly. What we have found is that these sequences are conserved in all the variants of concern, including the Delta variant that we talk about it. Another thing that is very significant, and I would like to mention this now, is we have actually also assessed and analyzed the targets for these mRNA vaccines that are being used today, and we can say with full confidence that they are targeting sites that are not conserved. What that means is you will expect that they will have to start giving booster doses every six months, depending on the the mutations as and when they arrive, and what is—I uh, mean, we what we are saying is why chase mutations when you have a complete cure? So that's what we are very excited wow. about, and uh, we'll talk about this in detail as to where we are with the uh, the uh, the next steps of our monoclonal antibodies as we go along.
0: That was that was impressive, and that that actually you, you blew my mind, and when, when you said even stated the statement there, complete cure and. Again, that that's very good context for everyone that's listening and watching. Again, the the activity, the work, work that still has to be done, but yeah. the plan to get to that end game, right? You you have that. Let me let me backtrack just a little bit because I want folks to digest some of that information. And you know, Mr. Kotropia, there, there's been a lot of exciting developments regarding just licensing the peptides. What, what mm-hmm. what's the significance of licensing agreements for for Enzolytics?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're not going to be successful unless you can actually distribute your product. And that takes a very knowledgeable group that are connected uh, appropriately in whatever market you're dealing in. Uh as Girav has mentioned, this peptide is in the next two months, it's being prepared now begin clinical trials in six months. Mm -hmm. Thereafter, the licensing will take place. But even as we speak today, we have licensees, to groups, Mm -hmm. one for the entirety of Europe with probably 15, 20 countries within the license. These are individuals who have connections in the market, have knowledge of distribution, etc. The production will be done in Europe. Secondly, we have a licensee in Asia, including India and a number of, uh, amounting to 15 or 20 other Asian countries that also has connections and facilities for distribution. So it's, It's one thing to produce a product, but it's another thing to be able to get it out to the public, Mm -hmm. something that has already been achieved by us. These individuals who have licensed uh, our and paid initial licensing fees are aware of the prior uh, clinical trials that were conducted for this peptide. And for that reason, they're confident that a license is valuable and they're mm-hmm. willing to stand, you know, step up for it and be ready to move forward. That's remarkable for a small company. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Uh, it's something I would not have imagined, but that's very significant. And of course, uh, at the same time, we're producing the monocle antibodies that will be in addition to that therapeutic. So you have a whole range uh, there that you can work from.
2: Chips, can I say you actually won us already with that T-shirt? Is, is On this one? one, well, let's,
0: that's let's, it. I don't, you know, it's not about me, but you know what? Let me let me do a full screen again. Shout out to the community for providing this. Uh, we we are all fans. We we are all followers. We are all uh, hopeful. For everything that you're doing, so you. this this thank statement you. right here just resonates, right? And and it just makes sense. So I, I'm I'm happy to be to be rocking some Intellectics gear. How about that, uh, thank <laughs> you so. yeah. thank Mr.
2: Kotropia? So. Let me. I wanted to mention something else. Actually, while we would like to thank the community for the tremendous support that we've received, we wish we would also like to, I mean, sit back and also look at Charles Kotropia. Mm. Um, Joseph Kotropia, Harry Zemilov. These people are pillars. They have actually contributed 40 years, 30 to 40 years of their life. What we are seeing today is a result of their efforts. Charles ha- has supported this, has, has brought this company from nowhere, actually. What we are seeing is a result of his dedication, Dr. Kotropia's dedication and Harry's uh, dedication. So we must complement this team. And again, Enzolytics is not about one person. It's about the team itself. And we are very, very, very happy to be, and I'm very happy to be a part of this team.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That that, that kind of leads to the question that I had for you, Mr. Katropia. And in, in in a sense, right, you know, future plans for Enzolytics, right? Are Are mm-hmm. you looking to collaborate, license, or be acquired, right, by any pharmaceutical companies. And what, what, what are some things that you can possibly share with us as we sit here listening to you tell, tell this phenomenal
1: story? Well, I think Dr. Chandra kind of mapped out what our thinking is in that regard. And that is, uh, from my standpoint, we need to just progress in the lab with what we're doing with the testing. We've got tremendous momentum And we can we can move forward, you know, as we are because we produce we do the artificial intelligence analysis, identify the target and then produce a monoclonal or several that target a site on the virus that has thousands of amino acids that you're having to identify specifically for this monoclonal to attach to and then analyze it. If you go into the lab, this takes weeks, and watch my brother do this. It is very... Once you do that, though, then you can identify the sequence of that monoclonal. If you have monoclonal antibodies against 5, 10, 15 uh, viruses, and in fact, even the elephant endotheliotropic virus, which is about to overtake the Asian elephant, and the koala virus. We've talked to zoos about the need for a therapy for those viruses which could wipe out the Asian elephant. So you could work with them. You could work with somebody interested in the influenza virus. You could work with any number of people. So it doesn't have to be one group. You have you know one company that's focused on HIV. So there's a whole range there, and, and only the future will tell. We don't have anything in stone yet, but uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the prospect. And I would say one other thing about our platform, and I think we kind of touched on it, but I think this is very important. And that is, if you look at the pandemics that we have faced, and particularly the coronavirus pandemic, You say, okay, well, in a year now, people are going out without their mask. But then the Delta virus is is resurging and people say, well, in another six months, it's going to be gone. You know, we don't have to worry about it. You know, we'll move on these viruses. If you read the article in Newsweek, May 26th, 2021, the headline says the pandemic cost to the typical American woman for a lifetime could be an average of $600,000 because of lost wages, lost time in jobs, lost capability. The pandemic could be over and uh, Amazon can keep going and Jeff Bezos could keep going, but it has a lasting effect on people. And so here's my thought on our platform. As soon as another virus rears its head and arrives, you take our one-two-three platform, you do an AI analysis on it, you find the Achilles heels on it, you produce multiple antibodies, and before it takes over as a pandemic, you treat for it. Now, there should be biotech companies including our own, in fact, and our own, to actually implement that. Mm -hmm. Once a pandemic takes over and it runs its course for a year, read the Newsweek article in July. It has a lasting impact, even though people didn't even get the virus, never became ill, but they lost their job, they lost their momentum, they lost their education. $600,000 $600,000 lifetime average cost for an American woman because women are more impacted than maybe men are. So there's so many things that aren't realized or recognized that are results of this. Now, certainly, life lies lost are the worst, but that's not the only thing that happens and it keeps going.
0: Amazing love that. We had, and as I stated at, at the beginning, uh, a, a number of crowdsourced questions. And again, we indirectly or directly answered some of those questions. But there, there, there was one that, that we didn't touch on that was, that was part of my list. It's not necessarily a question, but it's more of a statement. And I do want to put that on the screen here. Uh, the reason I stuck with this company is its promise, obviously, Also because I believe in the Catropius, Chandra, and Roberts, when they say they are led by empathy and humanitarianism humanitarianism, and saving lives as soon as possible. Not saying money isn't part of it, but if their strategy was was drawing it out as long as possible to pump up valuation and money, I don't see much difference between that and what established big pharma allegedly does. That 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 top piece right there again just just focuses on the why. Folks is, have asked me, so taking me out of this, I, I shouldn't. I'm not going to put myself in it, why I'm doing this, why I'm having these conversations. It's it's because these messages matter. What you're doing at Enzalix matters. What you're doing with your partnerships, what you're doing with the combined white paper with, with Intel, those aspects matter to the greater good, to, to the overall uh, curing of, of diseases, ridding us of these these. Uh, ills such as HIV, such as COVID and things of that nature. And and now you're also talking, Mr. Katropia, about how we can look at animals as well, right? And and start and start curing other ills outside of just just humans. That statement right there again is because you guys really it's not about the financial aspect of it. That's part of it. Yeah. I mean I mean look it's just reality. But at the end of the day what you're trying to do is something literally like, I believe I said in my first statement, my old boss, Steve Jobs, says you're literally trying to put a dent in the universe and and do something that, it, that is completely okay. driven by social good. So I wanted to share that with you. And I wanted to put that on, on the screen for, for folks to see. Sure, you. Sure. Thank
1: you. Well, yeah, we th- we think that the platform that we've envisioned and that we have ready to implement should be taken very seriously. and actually executed on because it could have such a dramatic impact. And it is embryonic in some ways, mm-hmm. although we've had many, many years. And as Jeff Bezos said this week, when he flew into the air, flew into, into space, he said, you start small. And uh, his step of only four people in the rocket that went into to space was very small He's created things very big, obviously. So you start small, and uh, we're at the, in a sense, the beginning on some of this, but it could be applied dynamically, immediately whenever a virus surfaced. I mean, it would be so much better because we we look at what uh, Eli Lilly and AstraZeneca did. They sought to produce monoclonal antibodies against a coronavirus. And just two weeks ago, reported that they weren't effective. We need more people focusing on that in the right way. That's what we want to do. We want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, we'll be successful at it with others. And uh, you bring several fire trucks to the fire, I always say. Mm-hmm. And uh, if your house is on fire and you have one fire truck there and another fire truck calls, you don't. What would the first fire truck say? No, stay away. No, that fire truck would say, "Bring it on!" And so, multiple monoclonal antibodies, multiple therapies. We have the platform for doing that, and we would combine with anybody. Uh, but if we if we can't combine, we will do it ourselves.
0: That, if there's a mic drop moment. That that may have been it right there. I I should just be quiet right now. But uh, gentlemen, it, it's been an amazing discussion, right? I, I I thank you for 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 your time and your willingness to share many of these updates that are happening within EnzoLytics. Uh, I know the work is challenging, but above that, the work is is rewarding, right? And the end goal is achievable. With, with brilliant minds such as yours steering that ship, and to use your analogy, Dr. Uh, Ketropia, uh driving that fire truck. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to the attendees for coming to the session. I hope that this was valuable. right? I hope that you're, you're leaving with renewed conviction and understanding of the work happening behind the scenes. Before I go into my next statement... Dr. Chandra, do you have anything specific that you'd like to say, or Mr. Katropia, just kind of in, in, in closing out of this session, do you have anything that you'd like to, to sh- say? Sh-
1: just- uh, I'll let Dr. Chandra say, I, I think my last statements really are my feelings about this, that, you know, there's a great need out there and it can be met, but people have to have be open to, Mm. you know, what everyone is bringing to the table Mm. and not think that, well, we have it. And uh, we've had companies say, well, uh, you know, when you have more to show. Mm. (laughs) But uh, Mm -hmm. I think everybody needs to join together because it's such a dire situation. If you look at the HIV numbers, they're phenomenal. You look at the coronavirus numbers, and as I said, just on the economic side of things, which nobody recognizes, they're dramatic, and uh, so we're focused on that and hope to be able to part of of, of bringing the solution that is needed. There we go. Sure, okay.
2: James. I also wanted to add to that and just mention a fact about our AI platform that we have. Uh, Achieves thus far. First of all, what we have done is we've identified conserved immutable sites for a lot of these viruses. But as it goes with AI analysis, when you do these analysis, you identify, you look at a large amounts of data, then your AI platform actually develops a learning ability from that analysis. And what that does is it actually builds up a very, a very robust computational power to your AI uh, analysis. And that's what we have developed so far and we're very excited about it. When we actually have 20 viruses that we have analyzed, then we have multiple data sets that we've looked at. So then we we are building a very powerful, robust platform for identifying conserved sequences or immutable sequences. But what is very important, and as Charles has mentioned, uh, this fact actually, looking into the future, you have a pathogen that comes out of nowhere. We You don't know what the cause is actually. Our our platform can actually analyze the data, identify immutable sites, and we can create monoclonal antibodies that can eliminate that pathogen and actually reduce, uh, in fact, eliminate the chance of a next pandemic. That's the importance of the AI platform that we have envisioned, and we're very, very thankful uh, uh, to all our collaborators who have helped us in the building of this platform. Uh, And that's what I wanted to. Inform our shareholders about the platform as well.
0: Fantastic, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much again you. for your your message, your information. Thank you very much for your work. Right, this 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 is groundbreaking. This is moving the needle uh, from a science, medicine, technology. Not even thinking about financial, but I'm I'm focused on science, medicine, and technology. That's where it's at. You guys are doing it. See you in a minute in the other room. Gentlemen, you guys are fantastic. You guys are the rock stores. Rock stars, and as the shirt says, onwards and upwards. Okay.
2: Thank, you.
1: Thank you, James. Thank you. We appreciate it.